0: Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Starline by lead guitarist for over five decades has entertained people around the world. He's seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of the music industry. Today, he's out on tour with his brother's Sticks. In the support of their new LP, Crash of the Crown, we welcome our friend James Young from Styx.
1: Thanks a lot, am Happy to be here.
0: J.Y., let's go beyond the mic. Styx was the first band in history to have four consecutive certified multi-million selling albums in a row. Grand Illusion, Pieces of Eight, Cornerstone, and Paradise Theater. What drives you every day?
1: Uh, desperate need for attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I love, I don't know. I, I had two older sisters, um... They're born in the early 40s. I was born in 49. And they had rock, they had 45 RPM records all over the place. So I sort of, you know, got, got a chance to uh, be indoctrinated by my older sisters. They, they went on from there, but I, you know, then I just became a fan of, uh, once I got into the, uh, out of high school into engineering school, which <laughs> my dad wanted me to go to college. Just, I saved money for your college. I know you want to be a musician but just get your degree and you can do whatever you want so and I got my degree he was not happy that I decided still to be a musician but you know I mean to, to see Hendrix play live to see the who live as I did back I so saw Hendrix play five times when he was alive I was just uh I, I love the sound of the electric guitar and I don't know I'm this is this is what I'm supposed to be here doing I think
0: what musicians now on tour, other than yourself, are you impressed with?
1: Well, I mean, there, there's a ton of people out there that, that are that are great players and, you know, great singers. Uh, we're more and more aware of them through social media and the internet and what have you. I don't know. The, I, I recall, you know, opening for Kansas way back when, because their Carrie and Wayward son kind of took off before our stuff did, and they, even though they they started making records a little after we did, and they just really, really great guys, and, uh, and ultimately they wound up... But Kerry Livgren, great composer. I know Brian May of, of Queen has talked about in interviews I've read of his, and, and Brian May I think is one of the greatest guitar players living at this point in time. I mean, I, I love jazz fusion, I actually did a record with Jan Hammer, because uh, I love the Mahavishnu Orchestra's first thing, because it was just... I mean, it's not for necessarily for rock fans, but it was Jerry Goodman on violin, and but they played crazy stuff with with rock instruments, actually, and, and that's kind of like that was taking it to the next level. That's something I strove for. Although I did a record with John Hammer as Neil Schoen had done before I did. Uh, it's 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 great to work around genius. A little of it rubs off, actually. Not a lot, but some of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> last time we talked was in 2006 when you were on the Rat Trap Tour. Has your love of music and the business changed in the last 15 years? I mean, 15 years ago, social media was just starting. You didn't have to have filler songs now, and you put out the music that you just want to have out.
1: Well, it, it's, you know, we used to have to cater to Radio a lot more than we do now because radio was the only medium that people could really, unless they wanted to go buy every album and listen to every album. And radio, particularly when you're driving in your car, which was a great invention. I love driving fast in my car and just cranking up uh, some great rock music, put on the Who, My Generation, or whatever. And uh so, so I don't know it, it. It's it's changed things. But it, uh, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of great players out there. Great players don't necessarily a great band make if they're not working together and they're not thinking together about what they want to do. And uh, the good thing in six is we were all very different writers. Tommy came, you know, grew up in Alabama. The rest of us were from Chicago. Uh, Dennis C. Young was much more of you know he, he preferred doing softer ballads. Although he was kind of uh, dragged them along, came screaming and, they were, and you know together we co-wrote a lot of great stuff there. I don't know, we are all, change is the only constant, and uh, I I preach flexibility and adaptability. Definitely. (laughs) Because you turn around and there's some new invention that all of a sudden you you don't have to do what you had to do yesterday, you can just press a button and some machine will do it for you.
0: And that makes music making easier. How has music making changed for you?
1: Well, in the old days, you'd you'd sit there and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse, and until you Thought you had it right, and uh, you lay a track down, and and if it, if you goofed up your part with at least a multi-track recording, you can go back and take another stab at it. But you know, when in the very beginning, where we record, I think we record, first record we did was actually it was probably a sixteen-track record, and then they went to twenty-four tracks. And now, now you have infinite number of tracks and things you can do, and then sound effects, and then the fact that everything is sort of in the digital domain and timed out. You're really the limits are sort of non-existence anymore. I mean, you still have to be able to play to a point. I mean, you can, I mean, you can, pro, you can, pro, you, can, pro, you, can pro, you can program keyboards and you can, you can program drums, although you know, they're not real if you really listen close, but, but, you know, single string guitar solos and stuff like that. That's, that's all. Eh, I don't know. i eventually they'll probably be able to program that, but it's still making records is easier. Uh, because, uh, you don't have tape to deal with, you know, with these giant reels on there. And, and then, I mean, when we'd edit something, you'd have to have cut, you have to cut that two inch tape and then paste it back together. I'm sure you remember some of those days even.
0: I remember editing audio with tape and <laughs> there were 30 little slices and edits and you think, what was right. that, what's I thinking? Yeah. Now, Tommy, Todd, Ricky, and Lawrence have each made an impact on you. How have they made an impact over these last
1: 20 years? Uh, Todd. First of all, um, who might be on any given day one of the best drummers on the planet is just—he's—he's he's an amazing thing. And, and, and growing up, he's 20, 20 some years younger than me, and but his goal was actually to be the drummer in sticks, um, which is kind of crazy because I mean he's been voted certainly in the top five in almost every you know poll of modern drummer what what have you because he's he's just that good. And he's busy every day. He's got a, he's got people all over the globe that he's, he's sort of put together these these exercises for drummers to do to get better and da 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 da. And he's, he's making a whole. Todd Suckerman is becoming an industry unto himself, <laughs> 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 um, you know. And then then you've got Tommy Shaw, who uh, I mean, we were two two very strong guitar players. Tommy is a brilliant acoustic player. I suck on acoustic. I
0: don't know those limitations. Uh, I'm
1: a I'm a I'm a, a six string electric guy. Uh, although I I can although I I I play I grew up playing keyboards. Where everyone in my family was started on piano. Um, and uh, like the opening to "Fooling Yourself," at least at the very beginning, was was something was something, I'm, I'm not credited for it, but uh, but but Tommy just he wrote a great song, and um, that's that. Uh, Ricky Phillips. I mean, Ricky is Ricky's a rock star. He looks like a rock star. Uh, I call him Cool Hand Luke. He's just—he's Ricky Phillips is cool. Uh, grew up on the West Coast, and, and he knows everybody in San Francisco and in Los Angeles. Um, and he, he's a great bass player. He's a great hang, and uh, he's got big connections in the film industry. So he just, um, but but he's just—he's just relaxed. And, and he happy, you know, happy to play the, the daylight side of that bass of his, and uh, I love the five string with the low string, and he's he's, he's outstanding doing that. Um, Lawrence Gowan, who's the, uh, currently on the keyboards and has been for, right now is is one of the one of the dearest people on the planet, one of my best friends. Um, he just is he's he's an astounding talent, <clears throat> and. Uh, Tommy Shaw, I mean, and Tommy Shaw's, you know, he's Tommy Shaw's Tommy Bleep Shaw, That's all I can say. He's, he's just amazing. Uh, I, I can't, I'm, I'm no good on acoustic and Tommy just is, he's brilliant on that. He can pick up any stringed instrument, pick up a banjo and start playing something. And I said, wait a minute, that's too. And, and uh, so I mean, I stick, I stick to uh, <laughs> six string electric. That's my thing. I will play keyboards here and there. I do it on stage still some of the parts that I created that, uh, maybe are uncredited. I think they're all, all my keyboard parts are uncredited, but, uh, they were, they were the genesis of some of our bigger songs. Some of some of my little noodlings on the piano. And, uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's just, we, we've, we've got, we've always had a strong lineup and and as we've lost members along the highway, God rest and God bless John Penazzo. So what a, <laughs> that that guy we we did so much stupid stuff together and had so much fun uh, he was a big hockey fan played hockey and his, his dad hated the fact that john john was a goaltender in uh in college hockey and uh, he said you're you're a target dummy <laughs> standing there waiting for them shoot pucks at you but he, he loved that and uh we went and hung out with uh <laughs> gretzky actually was uh uh, Wayne Gretzky was 14 years old when when he first got traded to uh, first got signed by the Edmonton Oilers, and we happened to be playing there. And there's a guy that we knew from the Blackhawks, Doug Hicks, who was on the, the Oilers. And uh, so we we went to backstage. He the backstage, and he brought the kid. There's Gretzky. Here's the kid. He's 14 or 15. I don't know. No, he, was, he, had, he had to be older than that. he had to be 17, I guess. But you know, so. Uh, uh, my my great story is I gave Wayne Gretzky I gave him a beer when he was uh, underage first time I met him so, and he remembers it still. So,
0: what's your best memory with John and Tommy?
1: I mean, John Panazzo. I mean, things like that. We would go to uh, John loved automobile racing. Um, I don't think I ever got him to the drag races, but I'm a big fan of drag racing. And uh, but John was more. I mean, John Panazzo had. Had like this this very advanced Ferrari that he bought, and he was clocked doing I think somewhere around 150 miles an hour on some somewhere in the vicinity of Chicago, Illinois. And his his day at court. Fortunately, the judge was an old friend of mine <laughs> and let and let him off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's always good when you know somebody. Oh my
1: God! Yeah.
0: <laughs> How did you spend quarantine?
1: Uh, you know what. I guess I tried to catch up on everything that I'd missed from being on the road and just being focused on music and spent a lot of time reflecting on what we had done. And and I really, I was, uh, I'm guilty of having not touched my instrument during the pandemic because I kind of figured, you know, this might be over. I just didn't, wasn't sure and so i was i have to say i was a little rusty when we we actually did get back together but uh, my chops have returned completely out there slaying them again but it was I, I think i just you know when you're when you're your focus has to remain narrow on on your career and what you're doing and and the loved ones in your family that you want to keep keep close been married to the same woman um for almost 50 years she guided me in many ways and uh <laughs> Mostly when I would walk out the door, she goes, you're not going to wear that, are you?
0: <laughs> Trust me, my wife does the same thing to me every day. You've had the same PR guy, Terry Gibson, and bandmates for decades. Why is loyalty so important to you?
1: Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's it's just, it's, I don't know, I guess it's bred into me that if someone does you a good turn, you don't turn your back on them, and And you do your best to try and, if they don't fit exactly what you need them to be doing, you try and sort of help steer them there um, or find, you know, it's, I don't know, every business is a people business. If you can't, if you can't find a way to get along, particularly with your bandmates when you're out on the road, we've always, you know, from time to time, there will be differences. We've, we've never had the Leonard Skinner fistfights that I've heard about, but um. (laughs)
0: it's more like a brotherhood.
1: It, it truly, if if it's going to work, I think it needs to be a brotherhood because uh, really it's 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 like being on a sports team because it's you against and, and there's no opposing team. It's just but it's you challenged every night in front of a, a new audience in a strange place on a strange stage with a PA. You don't really know how it's working or whatever. And um, just to go out there and put all that stuff aside and just play your butts off and and make it happen. And night after night after night, and uh, people come and people go in your lives because 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 you are so you're so focused on the tiny group of people that that you gathered around you that are, that you've been gathered around with, and uh, to try and achieve a goal. And that goal is, I think, to keep keep making great music and keep making great records. And something I wanted to do uh, since I was very young. And picked up the guitar at age 14. And uh, Bo Diddley's a Gunslinger. I went and bought that album right away.
0: Well, that knocks out one question, but I'll replace it. It's time for the Rocky Nate. 8. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. I was going to ask your first album that you ever bought, but what was the last album you ever bought? <laughs> What was the last piece of music you listened to that wasn't yours?
1: Ozzy, I was the Osborne, flying high again, baby. Don't you worry. Ah, nah, 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 nah.
0: If you weren't in a band, your job would have been.
1: Oh well, um my grandfather started a construction company when he came from Europe back around 1900, and my dad, two of his brothers, took that over, and I was sort of in line if I chose to 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 be involved in the construction business and. uh I mean, it's, a, it's it's not a bad thing. Um, it's a constructive thing. <laughs> Forgive the pun. And uh,
0: puns are definitely okay here. Are you superstitious?
1: Superstitious? Uh, not particularly. I mean, when I'm a man of science.
0: I like that. We were talking about cars earlier. What's your favorite car to drive?
1: Um, well, I've never driven a top fuel dragster. I think I'd, I'd need two or three sets of diapers if I was to do that. But Shirley Muldowney is, is one of my dearest friends and the first person to call me after. Uh, and when she won the first, her first NHRI Top Points Championship, she had her Paradise Theater album cover. Because she, she, she and her son and her, her crew... The travel together. They would, they would come to they would come to our shows. She'd be racing close by, and they'd come out to the show on Saturday night. And then she'd go out and step on that accelerator pedal. Uh, but standing at the starting line and the top, two top fuel dragsters is like it's got to be like like a like a jet airplane taken off of, of an aircraft carrier or something like that. It's just it's 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 and then Shirley says to me, "That thing sounds pretty evil, doesn't it, Jay Wano?" Yes, it does, Shirley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's your favorite comfort food when on the road
1: oh well uh mcdonald double cheeseburger with nothing on it don't give me any onions upset my stomach when i'm far away from home and far away from the bathroom so
0: so what's that first thing you do when you get home from tour
1: um well i guess it's uh <laughs> I, I just go to my wife and go okay where's the list <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that big honeydo list. How Honey big do does list. that get when you get back? <laughs> oh
1: I'm trying Well I have sort of uh she's had some health problems, so no, I I'm, I'm the I'm the head chef and I am the she aids grocery shopping, so I'm out grocery shopping and uh it gets me out of the house <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm big into organic food and, 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 and read, you know, I read a lot of stuff about, I read a lot of, actually I read a lot of medical texts. So I just, I'm, I'm all about being healthy and I want to be the oldest man on the planet. So
0: the first guitar you ever owned was a,
1: um, this was a Gibson hollow body single pickup. Wow. That My brother and I bought and when I was 14 and he was 13 and <laughs> played at about seven hours a day and he got one hour finally we got him him a guitar so we both had guitars and ultimately uh he went up playing bass uh and he was in uh, a number of first bands we uh that band was called the catalinas back in the days of course we were into automobiles uh, back in the, in the 50s and the 60s before <laughs> drugs sex and drugs and rock and roll came around we took uh, the third place in a Battle of the Bands contest in down in downtown Chicago, and got a chance to, to go travel with something called Talented Teens, which was a, a different different specialties of of entertainment that young people. And it was a rich couple that took us to Canada to Expo '67. Took us took us all the way over to England. We played a couple of shows in England. We played a couple of shows in Germany. We got a chance to see. I walked on Carnaby Street in 1967 as a result of that Battle of the Bands thing we did. And,
0: uh, how did that change you?
1: You know, when you've, all you've seen is the South Side of Chicago, although my, my, actually, uh, you know, I think we, we come to, until you've gone to another place geographically, it's hard to go to another place mentally. I think you, it's, you can imagine things, but until you've seen what they are and, and get a f- feel for the, the food is different here. The, uh, the way the people talk is different here. It it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I just love being, being out there traveling and uh it's uh, my dad was kind of a gypsy and i mean piled us all in the car in 1955 five five kids in a 56 buick it was and my youngest brother was in diapers at the time so they would <laughs> hang out the window to dry while we were driving and my dad with with the family in the car we went 110 miles an hour you know on one wide open stretch you know across uh, some desert area i like to get a car and drive
0: I remember being the oldest of six.
1: And go fast.
0: Do you remember how much that guitar
1: cost? Um, might have been. I think it was under a hundred dollars.
0: What's the favorite thing that you
1: own? Huh. Hmm. Well, it's. I mean, I have a These are a few of my favorite things. No, I mean, I I, uh, I like dr- driving in in uh, in a car that really goes and uh I had a Lexus SC four hundred which was it was like well I was why not get that Porsche nine twenty eight. Definitely. But, but um the the Lexus was kind of the comfort version of that. And we drove in that thing uh we drove a lot of places a lot of long distances, my better half and I. Um and then but if had to get more practical <laughs> More practical vehicles over time, and actually, I've I've got a Ford. Uh, I got a small small SUV Ford, and I love the I love the uh, the map function on it, and uh, it's got a killer radio, so I can drive that thing around. And uh, but I like being above traffic, then you can see because most of these small cars, where you're down low, you can't see over the next car, and and so if there's an accident happening, you know, half a block away,
0: exactly. When you're down low, you can't see a thing ahead of you.
1: You may be, you're going to become part of it. So I like sitting up high if I'm driving anywhere where I don't really know where I'm going. Then that way, at least you have a cha- you have a chance of saving your hindquarters.
0: It's time for the back half with James Young from Styx Beyond the Mic. JY, you've weathered the storm as the band has changed over the years. Why has Styx's music remained powerful and relevant even to this day?
1: Uh, I deserve a little credit.
0: Well, I believe you deserve a lot more credit than a little. But why?
1: Well, it's you know, the, the, there's something about the the big three part harmony vocals. I mean, Three Dog Night, the, you know, they were they were killer with that stuff back in the day, and of the Beatles, of course, very much so the same. I mean, we even recorded the Alleluia chorus because we all, everybody in the band could sing to a point, so you could do do like big vocal things. And there's something that's Powerful about a a big choir in a big room that is you know it's it it is it is heavenly I love music music brings music is a joyful thing for the person that's performing it and it's a joyful thing for, for the people that are listening to it and to be able to earn a living and get paid to do something that I love to do is the biggest blessing i've i've been blessed that's all i can say i was born at the right time in the right place with the right stuff and with a little bit of musical talent and we we've made it into an astounding career
0: crash of the crown as you mentioned featured three lead vocalists why does that work so well
1: i probably have the loudest voice tommy shaw's got the an incredibly versatile voice and, and, but, but Lawrence Gowan is just astounding too. I mean, those, these, those three voices right there with Ricky Phillips kind of adding in parts from time to time and Todd Todd even can sing. So we've got, and Will, who's out on, on the road with us, this is here with Tommy's a writing collaborator and who produced our, the Crash of the Crown. Uh, we, we got, we got a, a load of singers and I just think big voices filling, filling up big rooms is, is, you know, it's, it's heavenly.
0: What should your ardent fans at fill arenas to see you? Some who've been there from the beginning expect with this tour.
1: Hopefully that we will transport them away from whatever is troubling them. Cause there's Lord knows if you turn your televisions off and turn on some music, um, because you can't control what you're seeing on there and you don't know exactly if it's being reported correctly or what, or what, what, why, and how, um, you have to find, you have to find a space and a that space is a concert hall with the symphony orchestra or with a <laughs> with with the rock band sticks you know let the music carry you away to a different place where there are no worries
0: i was drawn to the song common ground off of crash of the crown how do you see the common ground now in
1: society well i think it's you know i think social media and 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 a hundred different channels of news you know, every point of view is available to you if you choose to embrace it. Um, I, I don't know how you take, I mean, we this planet is ours. Let's not screw it up. Let's find ways to work together. Outer space looks kind of bleak, uh, even if Captain Kirk is going up there.
0: <laughs> it's time for One Big Question with James Young from Sticks Beyond the Mic. J.Y., what's the lesson that you want to pass on to younger musicians?
1: Well, music is something that, um, I don't know, it's, it's an incredibly powerful thing. It has the power to soothe, to calm, to inspire. And I even can teach you, in some ways or shape, life lessons uh, if you sort of really get into the lyrics. Uh, keep music in your life and uh, gird your loins.
0: All of his guitar parts are uncredited, gave an underage Wayne Gretzky a beer, and wants to race a dragster. Go out and see Styx in tour in a city near you. We thank James Young from Styx for taking the time to talk with us today.
1: Sean, my pleasure.
0: And that, my friends,
1: is Beyond the Mic.